0: SCP-3591 The Fallen Giant Object Class Euclid Special Containment Procedures SCP-3591 is constantly monitored at its location of discovery. A perimeter is maintained of 10 kilometers around the location. A larger perimeter is not currently feasible. Local population is monitored for evidence of unusual phenomenon. Description SCP-3591 is the apparent corpse of a massive entity. Physical traits of SCP-3591 are uncertain due to difficulties in observation. SCP-3591 has characteristics both of a biological organism and of a mobile mechanical structure. SCP-3591 is believed to have a roughly humanoid form, but observers universally report uncertainty. Observers typically report an additional impression behind, or disguised by, the humanoid form. Common imagery includes a fallen tower, a moving chasm in the ground, a spacecraft resembling a cetacean or other large animal, a faraway figure with its back turned, and a partially broken moon. Observation techniques designed to account for limits in human perception have had inconclusive results. Confirmed traits include... Reality distortion, including spatio-temporal characteristics of itself and its location. Massive physical size, at minimum sufficient to crush an area of redacted square kilometers. Limbs, some of which most likely could be used for locomotion and life. SCP-3591, Discovery SCP-3591 was identified after its appearance in the city of Redacted, a suburb of the greater Redacted area in the U.S. state of California. Class data amnestics were approved for use in altering mass memory of the event and affected area. Witnesses of the incident had difficulty perceiving it, but report that the entity fell from the sky or somewhere unknown, the impact destroying the town of Redacted, and damaging nearby areas. Those who could describe the entity used poetic and nonspecific language. Common descriptions were of a crashing spaceship or UFO, a falling giant, and a hostile military engagement between unknown forces resulting in the fall of SCP-3591. No military forces, including anomalous forces, were known to be present at the time of the incident. A subset of witnesses recalls watching the entity die. Witnesses cannot specify details of this occurrence. SCP-3591 Testing – Enhanced Methods New methods of SCP-3591 testing were authorized seven months after discovery, based on information gathered by members of Mobile Task Force Sigma-3, bibliographers. Examination using recommended isoteric methods revealed incisions, or doorways, on SCP-3591 exterior, leading into a previously unknown interior. Drone exploration found to be ineffective. While cameras continue to transmit, all controls fail once drones are inside interior. Drones may be manually operated by human in direct contact, but all remote operation fails. Exploratory missions authorized with live personnel. SCP-3591 limb Test. Pre-mission report. Four-person team comprised of three members of Mobile Task Force Chi-9, all-Purpose Exploration, and one member of Mobile Task Force Sigma-3, Bibliographers. Team members referred to as Green, Team Lead, Red, Gold, and Blue. Transcript has been edited. Begin Log Green Mic check, green here. Gold Gold Leader standing by. Red Red Leader standing by. Blue Blue here. Resident Sigma-3 member, I hear you. Come on, Blue. You gotta do the thing. Fine. Fine. Blue leader, standing by. Yes. Command, how's your equipment check? Command. Everything looks good on our end, Green. Proceed to entry point. Confirm when you have visual contact. Confirmed. Team approaches SCP-3591. So, I've got a question. We're sure this thing is really dead? Yep. One of those creepy motherfuckers from Psy-8 took a look at it. Was here for 11 hours. Didn't say a single word the entire time. What's a Psy-8? The silencers. They deal with reanimation. No one likes to talk about them. Reanimation? Like, zombies? No, they're an... Isoteric task force, like Sigma-3. They deal with people or not people talking from graves, and things that were never supposed to be alive, and things trying to come back to life. So, like zombies. Blue audibly sighs. SCP-3591 appears on visual feed. Heavy camera distortion present. Outline humanoid form visible. Head, arm in partial chest. Typical visual variants present. You see that? Yeah. Jesus. Command confirming visual contact with SCP 3591. Acknowledged. We see it too. Let's get these helmets on. Team stops. Gold takes four prototype RPD remote perceptual display helmets from PAC. Group members don helmets and bring them online. Audio-visual feeds for green, gold, red, and blue display successfully at command location. Command, confirming RPD devices ready to go. Ready for systems check. So, these things show you what we're seeing, like what's inside our heads. Yes, agent, that is correct. Assuming all goes well. What are you? Stating it for the record? Dude. All of you. Tell us what you're currently seeing. Red. You first. I see a giant face and a giant arm. Can't make out the rest of it. Jesus, you know, I didn't expect it to be so big. Audiovisual feed for Red confirms this imagery. What is the appearance of the face? Like a giant that Jack killed. Looks like a human, but not quite. I can't put my finger on the difference, but it's definitely, definitely there. Like it might have bug eyes and feelers at any moment. I know it's very still, like corpse still. Which I guess makes sense, but damn. Check. Gold. I see a starship. Not sure else to put it. Not like a real space shuttle, like a starship from an old sci-fi novel. Or maybe Star Trek? Big sweeping curves. Curves. From our perspective, it looks like it's got a curved wing closest to us. Probably equivalent to the arm that Red's seeing. I can see the front further up, where Jack thinks the head is. Reminds me of where I'd expect a command center to be. Looks like it's scarred, you know. Battle damaged. Honestly, it's kind of breathtaking. Audiovisual feed for Gold confirms this imagery. Check. Green. I'm seeing a roughly humanoid form, which looks like it's superimposed over a fallen tower. I recall this imagery from the report we read. The fallen tower has an aesthetic that reminds me of a ruined medieval castle, but, uh, futuristic in a way. Or perhaps alien. Audiovisual feed for green confirms this imagery. Check. Blue? It's hard for me to pin down what I'm seeing. Seems like it's shifting. My impressions start with a moving city, half-broken, made from crystal and brightly colored enchanted stones. I'm also getting a void in reality, a dead snowy forest and a huge infinite pit with the cracked glass pathway over it. The pathway seems present across all my impressions. I'll pay attention to it. I also get the strong feeling that this is only a small fraction of the entity, like we can only see the tip of the iceberg, and I get the impression that it would be moving around a lot more if it wasn't dead. That's all for now. Audiovisual feed for Blue confirms this imagery, shifting and blurring between described images. Dang, I wish my shit was as complicated as that. No, wait, no I don't. Check, thank you. Go ahead and proceed, team. Team proceeds to previously located entrance into SCP-3591. Team stops to unpack drone equipment and take readings on entrance. Team go ahead and give us another imagery confirmation. What do you see? Ugh, looks like a gaping wound, would be bloodier if it wasn't dead. I see a kind of incision but also a stone doorway stone doorway is crumbling, damaged, but looks stable for the time being. Looks like it took hits from catapults during a siege, though I'm certain that's not literal. I just see a damaged spaceship entrance now, charred like from I guess blaster bolts, phasers, whatever. I still have the vague impression of the humanoid form, but it's like it's faded out. The spaceship looks pretty cool. I feel a little guilty I'm not seeing anything worse. I'm seeing the pathway entering here, crystal archway around it, or a gap in trees, or a tunnel into a cavern, or just the void on all sides. All the imagery echoes the theme of being damaged in some way. Audiovisual feed confirms imagery. What happens if you fall off? I'd rather not find out. Thank you. Let us know when you're ready to proceed into the anomaly. Green and Gold have finished setting up drone systems. Drones are scanning areas around SCP-3591 entrance. Command, ready to enter the anomaly? Go ahead, Green. Be cautious, please. We don't want to lose any of you in there. Team proceeds into SCP-3591 entrance. On the main feed, camera distortion increases until visibility is extremely low. All feeds except blues show a tunnel or hallway though physical dimensions vary greatly across the feats. Red shows dull red, shriveled organic material, with slow seepage of dark red and black fluid. Greens shows a high cracked tunnel of carved stone, with scattered rocks on the ground. Gold shows a dimly lit metal hallway, with open circuits on the walls hinting a futuristic technology. Blue's imagery flickers too quickly to resolve. Gross, I hope this stuff isn't real. How bad is it? It's just... leaking. Blue, I'm not sure our connection is stable. Having trouble focusing, Command. I think it's my extrasensory perception training. Something about this entity is really lighting up my brain. It won't... resolve. Anything you can do about that? Not sure. I don't know if this is some kind of defense mechanism, or if what I'm seeing is more accurate in some way than what everyone else is seeing. Any ideas on what we're literally seeing? Sorry, I'm not even sure what kind of anomaly this is. I don't think it's what the anomalous community traditionally calls magic. If it's even of our reality, it's doing a good job hiding it. Gold uses the drones to advance along the hallway, trying to scan and verify actual physical dimensions of the interior space. What's it mean if it's not of our reality? if it's from our reality, at least local reality, we should have some way of comprehending it. Even if it's serpent hand style magic, or with esoteric techniques, or whatever we're calling them now. The Foundation's gathered quite a lot of these things, and Sigma-3's been allowed to play with a lot of them over the last few years. We should be able to figure something out. But if it's not from our reality, what? We go mad from the knowledge? Not necessarily. Does an ant go mad if it sees a human? Audiovisual feeds display spike of interference, showing distortion that blots out most audio and video for approximately 51 seconds. When the feeds resume, the team is still in the same location, but the drones have advanced along the hallway, reaching a bend in the corridor. Team members are staring at each other, with expressions of surprise visible behind their helmets. It's gone. We lost you for almost a minute there, did something happen? We felt an unusual feeling. The sensory input was unclear. We all perceived what might have been a noise. Kind of like an echo had that feeling to it. We can't be certain what happened. Understood. Do you want to abort early? Feed shows teams shaking heads at each other. Not yet, command. We're still running tests. I'm not getting anything consistent from these drones, though. They're certain there's physical matter here, but they're constantly giving me different readings. As if it's changing, but the drones aren't detecting any expansions or contractions. They're just returning errors and then updating. Audio-visual feed displays another spike of interference. Distortion blots out most audio and video for approximately 63 seconds. Feed resumes. The team is still in the same location. Can you hear us? Yes, we just experienced the same phenomenon as the first time. Guys, is it just me or is this place getting smaller? Audiovisual feeds do not immediately display signs of the environment becoming smaller, though post-mission feed analysis verifies that this has indeed been occurring since the second interference spike. Drones aren't catching anything like that, but they're pretty useless right now. I feel it too. Wait... Look. Blue walks to the bend in the corner and looks around the bend. The others follow. See? Oh fuck. Blue's feed shows a glass path slowly fracturing, pieces falling into a void, a forest collapsing in on itself, crystals dissolving into a white void. Green's feed shows a cave-in, with rocks slowly tumbling forward, advancing. Gold's feed shows a rip in the spaceship's hull, opening to outer space. An unfamiliar star system. Red's feed shows the tunnel shrinking down to a single point. This single point has a rapidly growing scab-like material. Hey, uh, you hear that? Audio-visual feed displays another spike of interference. Distortion blots out most audio and video for approximately 11 minutes and 13 seconds. Visual feed resumes. No audio. The team appears to be running and shouting in the vacuum of space. No details are visible in the landscape, only blackness. An unseen, unknown light source illuminates the team dimly. Their features can be barely made out. However, they are clearly still running on solid ground. Feeds are lost again. 36 minutes and 43 seconds pass. Feed resumes as team emerges from SCP-3591, panting from exertion. Most of their equipment has been left behind, except the perceptual helmets. End log. Post-mission report. All team members recovered well after medical attention. No team member was able to recall or report what occurred after Gold's question, Hey, you hear that? No team members were able to recall what prompted Gold's question. Audio feed picked up, no unusual noises. Examining team equipment, it was discovered that the team collected a sample from SCP-3591 while their feeds were offline. Sample appears to be the corpse of a non-carbon-based lifeform, similar to lifeforms identified in extra-universal travel via anomalous means. Creature is the size of a small dog, possesses 13 legs, and a chitinous exoskeleton. No head appears to be present. Context of the creature is unknown. Correlation with existing SCP and anomalous objects have been found. An analysis is underway. Around two days post-mission, Entrance into SCP-3591's limb was discovered to be closed. SCP-3591 Body Test Pre-Mission Report Same four-person team as initial, volunteer basis despite offer of reassignment. Test aimed to explore known entrance into SCP-3591's apparent body cavity. Mission control communication with team was largely impossible due to severe feed connectivity problems. Partial audiovisual feed was still collected and transcribed below. Begin log. Team enters SCP 3591. No audio except where noted. Remote perceptual devices show similar imagery as the prior mission, except the interior area of SCP 3591 is consistently many times larger. Feed lost. Feed resumes. Team is in a large area with no visible walls in any version of personal imagery. Only floor disappearing into the horizon or darkness. Team is walking through what appears to be an assortment of dead bodies. Gold. More of these things. Jesus. Blue. I can't make sense of them. What killed them? Why can't I get any readings out of them? They can't all be... Feed lost. Feed resumes. Team is examining a large, complex floating device of many moving metallic parts. One side of the device is heavily charred and partially melted. Unlike surrounding area, device appearance is consistent across all four visual feeds. Team eventually moves on, after taking samples. They walk forward, with no apparent landmarks to guide them. Feed lost. Feed resumes. Team is standing on the edge of a massive drop-off. Across all feeds, there is no visible bottom to the drop. On red's view, rivers of blood flow off the fleshy edge. On gold's view, torn metal exposes glowing engines venting into space. On green's view, a cracked stone cliff. On blue's view, the view shifts too quickly to make sense of the visual, except that in the center of the apparent void, stretching vertically across the entire view, is a glowing thin object. Thin relative to the Void, but massive compared to team members. Scattered around the team, up the edge of the drop-off, are numerous unidentifiable objects that appear to be devices or items of alien nature. These are consistent in appearance across all feeds. Blue is talking animately. Spear, it's the first time anything I can understand that will even let my mind latch onto it. Feed briefly lost. Because my brain isn't working like a single entity should. Which is why I'm seeing so many things. My brain can't process correctly. Feed briefly lost. Green. All different. What's correct? How do we see correctly? You can't. Or rather, you are. As much as you can. You see a broken castle. You see a battle-scarred corpse. You see a crashed spaceship. Other people see Dead elephants, broken moons, a shattered planet. Everyone is seeing part of the truth. That's the... feed briefly lost. Red. You mean... symbolism? Yes. Maybe something's trying to make us, maybe not us, but whoever's in here, make us understand what happened here. Like, something inside this entity... Something on a lower level of reality than 3591, but on a higher reality than us. A go-between. It's sympathetic to 3591. Feels bad for it. Why? Because it was a faceless grunt that died alone far from home on a forgotten battlefield. In a war we'll never understand, even if it destroys us. Because it will be forgotten by its own people, and never understood by the lower civilizations. The creatures like us, crawling up in a body we can barely see. It's grief, regret, loneliness, the senselessness of, I don't know. Everything that happened, and everything that will happen, and everything that will never happen. Wow, you're getting a lot from a giant spear of light. It's shrapnel, from whatever killed it. Symbolized as broken pieces of a spear. I can understand only because of my Sigma-3 training. Its psychic impressions have been simplified just enough that someone like me can just barely understand it. Feed briefly lost. On, do you... Can you feel that? Are you hearing... Not hearing. Are you getting the same... I think... I know what you mean. Oh, God. I don't hear... Wait. Audio picks up what seems to be a distorted, low roar. Feed lost. Feed resumes. All four team members are laughing and talking to unseen entities. Team members do not appear to be speaking words in any known language, and speech appears to be nonsense or indecipherable. No audio. Heavy visual distortion. Feed lost. Feed resumes. All four team members lie on the ground. No signs of life. Feed is intermittent for approximately 12 and a half hours before being lost again. Feed resumes after three hours. Team exits SCP-3591 alive. While shaken, they seem to be uninjured and are collected after decontamination for examination. End log. Post-mission report. Team members recall little of what happened inside SCP-3591, including events recorded via feed. Integrity verification techniques determine that these are in fact the original team members, and that they did in fact die for between 13 and 16 hours, before returning to life by unknown means. Team members universally report a. going through an event which had such a drastic mental effect that it killed them, but which they cannot recall the details of. b. Recalling living entities inside SCP-3591, some potentially dangerous. C. Having spent approximately a week inside SCP-3591, despite only 23 hours having passed outside. And D. Feeling a strong personal drive to revisit SCP-3591. Blue citing anomalous ritualistic reasons as justification for the request being granted. After mandatory three-month leave, Request for final mission granted. SCP-3591 Head Test Pre-mission report. Same four-person team as prior missions. Per request from Blue, test aimed to explore known entrance into SCP-3591's apparent head. As with prior mission, communication with team was largely impossible. Equipment barely functioned at all in the SCP-3591 area. Only one part of the mission was successfully recorded, and is transcribed below. Begin Log Video Only Team has just walked through an entryway into a network of small rooms. Nothing can be seen through the entryway on any feed except distortion and static. Red's feed shows many organ-like chambers, much redder with blood than other areas of SCP-3591. Green's feed shows an ornate medieval castle hall with non-Euclidean physically impossible geometries. Gold's feed shows something like a spaceship command deck, complete with empty captain's chair. Blue's feed shows a grove of trees in a snowy forest. Many fall into the ground, focusing on whirls of knotted wood, and or a spiraling glass path over a black void, with the end off-camera, and or rooms full of devices of multicolored crystal. All feeds show numerous examples of alien devices with unknown function. While many of the appearances are strange and functions not apparent, they all appear consistent and relatively mundane compared to SCP-3591 on-screen elements. As the team proceeds, they encounter living organisms. None seem hostile. None attempt to communicate with the team. Team seems to be used to encountering them at this stage. Organisms appear consistent across all feeds. Blue suddenly seems surprised and gesticulates at her team members. She leads team members to a side room with a table-like structure on it. A living human being is comatose underneath the table. Human is naked and has no significant identifying features. After a short discussion, the team lifts and carries the human out of the area. Feed lost. Three days pass. Feed resumes. Team members Green, Red, and Gold emerge from SCP-3591, still carrying the comatose human. Red is severely injured, exhibiting slashing cuts across her torso and left arm. Team members are taken in, decontaminated, and given medical attention. End log. Post-mission report. As before, team members recall little, despite bringing many samples. Red claimed that Blue sacrificed her life to save Red even though Red was supposed to die. Team members remember almost nothing else, including the portion recorded on the feed, except the fact of having recovered a comatose human and the death of Blue. After one month and three days passed, team member Blue emerged from SCP-3591 with severe but healed injuries similar to Red's. Blue similarly remembers little, but claims to have data expunged. See interviews. SCP-3591, Extra-Universal Investigation By order of 0510, SCP-1985 was temporarily assigned to gather information about SCP-3591's risk and context. Note: For those of you who do not have access to SCP-1985's file, SCP-1985 is able to travel to other universes that are undergoing doomsday and or restructuring scenarios related to a specific item. Any universe SCP-1985 travel to was, in theory, going through an apocalypse caused by, or related to, SCP-3591. Site-19 Director, Tilda Moose Earth nearly identical to our own, with SCP-3591 present, dead, inactive. Ongoing apocalypse cannot be precisely identified. Low-level reality shifts present, effects not identified. Five variants discovered. Earth nearly identical to our own, but stripped of human life through an apparent mass-death event. Presence of SCP-3591 verified. Dead, inactive. Exact connection could not be verified. Seven variants discovered. Earth nearly identical to our own, until 7 to 23 months prior to SCP-1985 arrival. Recovered Foundation data caches indicate sudden widespread devastation by invisible unknown forces. Connection to SCP-3591 theorized due to similar anomaly analysis readings, but SCP-3591 remains dead and apparently inactive. 15 Variants Discovered Earth is broken in half and uninhabitable. Most of atmosphere gone. Cause not identified. Exact strike location varies. Presence of SCP-3591 verified. Dead and active. In two variants, humans survive in space station structures, but drive SCP-1985 off with advanced weaponry when contact is attempted. Nineteen variants discovered. Total shift in nature of reality. Incomprehensible to SCP-1985 senses. No way to detect presence or absence of SCP-3591. Thirty-three variants discovered. Earth has gone through an apocalypse of unclear nature. 70-90% of human population, dead. Rest in hiding. Minor reality shifts are common. Massive, indistinct entities are sighted, striding through deserted towns and cities. Some appear quadrupedal, some appear humanoid, often many armed. SCP-1985 is unable to get close to them. Connection to SCP-3591 possible, but unverified. Presence of SCP-3591, dead, inactive verified. Typically, chemical makeup of soil and atmosphere is altered. Many large areas uninhabitable. In several variants, a poisonous mist-like gas covers 80% of the Earth's surface. 37 variants discovered. Unique variant. Earth has been rendered uninhabitable due to massive reality shifts. SCP-1985's in-building recording systems cannot analyze most of the changes, but unlike most similar excursions, Human survival is still possible for a limited time. Human survivors have traveled to the anomalous location called the Wanderer's Library, leaving ways open to allow remaining survivors to follow. SCP-1985 is able to enter an outer ring of the library and converses with survivors and library inhabitants. Presence of SCP-3591 verified. Dead and active. SCP-3591 is referred to by survivors variously as a deserter and or killed-in-action in in relation to an unexplained war. Inquiries are met with claims that the war should not be discussed and has nothing to do with any humans. Notably, library inhabitants also claim that SCP-3591 is a single consistent entity across all realities in which it appears. This is consistent with SCP-3591's identical status in every excursion so far. Unique Variant Apocalypse not apparent or identified Identical to present Earth except for presence of unusually active Foundation personnel who immediately contact SCP-1985 upon arrival. Foundation personnel unusually angry and disturbed to encounter SCP-1985 and disbelieve explanation of SCP-3591 investigation. Foundation personnel repeatedly refer to themselves as Mainline Reality, questioning how SCP-1985 could have accessed Mainline Reality without assistance from a non-Foundation anomalous source. They refer to SCP-1985 as a mirror instance, possible relevance to redacted. Foundation personnel demand that SCP-1985 remand herself to their custody, to be identified so that the anomalous occurrence may be resolved. SCP-1985 instead returns to home base after verifying presence of SCP-3591, dead and active. Local foundation has built a massive titanium-laced concrete bunker over SCP-3591 as additional containment procedures. SCP-3591, Interviews Statement from Agent Blue 3591, Exploratory Tests Excerpt. Excerpt from Blue's report after returning from SCP-3591. Following sections include information expunged from main SCP-3591 article. Well, I know Red thinks it's God. I see what she means. I don't know that I'd go that far. I don't think this thing has ever been on Earth before. That's the thing. It's also a machine, and a place, and a structure, and maybe a world. We primarily see the humanoid image because it's the most familiar to us. The most native impression. A machine-based intelligence would probably see the machine. At least, that's my theory. But I'm pretty solid on it. Yes, it's dead, but... I don't think it dies in the same way we do. It leaves an echo. An imprint. No, that's not what attacked me, I'll get to that. But the echo was there. And I encountered it, communicated with it in a way. Like I said, I can't really recall most of it, and I can barely describe what I do recall. Do I know what killed it? Something else like it. If you think it's a god, then another god. But I gotta say, I'm a pagan member of Sigma-3. I know all about gods. This thing, this thing is beyond gods. And I don't say that lightly. What do I think it is? I think it's a sign of things to come. Things we don't understand. And if what I experience tells us anything at all, it tells us we'd better figure out what we're going to do, or our reaction is going to be very, very, very stupid. Interview Summary Excerpts from Human Subject, SCP-3591 comatose human subject recovered from SCP-3591 was analyzed and found to be a baseline ordinary human in ill health, altered only due to obvious exposure to non-Earth elements, chemicals, etc., and surviving off of consuming non-Earth substances as food. Subject likely used anomalous techniques to survive. Analysis also indicated that subject originated from a parallel universe. Nine months and seven days after recovery from SCP-3591, subject woke from coma. Initially, subject did not respond to English, instead attempting to communicate in several languages which do not exist on Earth, interspersed with bouts of hysterical laughter. Eventually, subject seemed to recognize English phrases and started responding accordingly. With brief practice, subject rapidly returned to fluency. Subject attitude is moody, presenting long rants with little useful information, interspersed with much longer periods of silence and occasional laughter. On Subject's Own Nature and Origin Subject refuses to give name, but acknowledges being human and originating from a reality largely indistinguishable from this reality. Subject is aware of the SCP Foundation. Subject claims to have changed everything about themselves, including physical and mental form, to escape refusing to clarify what they wish to escape from. Subject also refuses to clarify their original relationship to the SCP Foundation. There are strong implications that Subject believes that this reality is their original home reality, and therefore that this SCP Foundation has a strong interest in identifying Subject's original identity. For now, protocol dictates not contradicting this conclusion. Subject claims not to remember the details of how they came to be inside SCP-3591, but claims it wasn't a surprise. Subject claims former familiarity with anomalous knowledges of transit, familiarity which is now absent thanks to mental altercation by contact with excessive numbers of dangerous anomalous entities. I'm a stowaway. Everything on there, all stowaways too. Like rats sailing across the ships to America. Or the fleas that came with them. I think a lot about rats, about insects, about the small things. I will not crush a bug, not even a roach, or a flea. If you knew what I knew, you wouldn't either. (laughs) No, I'm not saying they are, what's the word, sentient, fine, sapient, fine, you you know what I mean, I'm just saying, I know how they feel, or would feel, if they could. On the nature of SCP-3591, I can't explain it to you directly. Just showing you the things I've seen would break your mind right in half. Trust me, I've been there. And for what? You don't get it. This thing, this giant, it's not special. A woman steps on an anthill. Maybe she's a little startled. A week later, she forgets. To the ants, this woman was the biggest thing that ever happened to them. To anyone they ever knew. But the woman isn't special. The world is full of things bigger than the woman. It's just that the anthill is even less special. When asked to elaborate on the potential dangers of SCP-3591, it's not dangerous, it's dead. I guess, yeah, it's still dangerous as hell, but not on purpose. If you have data telling you it caused some apocalypses, you should probably re-examine that data. This thing ain't causing any ends of the world. Not on its own when asked to elaborate on what caused the death of SCP-3591. What killed it? The war killed it. Subject initially refused to elaborate, but a week later, when pressed, gave their longest answer yet. There's a war being fought, fought by things you and I can't even understand. This thing I hitched a ride in. You're only seeing a tiny fraction of it. It's bigger than God, to you, to us. But in the war... The real war out there, on the universal scale that matters, this super deity is the lowest of the low, a faceless, forgettable army grunt. It doesn't have any great and special reason for being there. It was killed in battle and fell to earth, and that's it. Your problem isn't that you can't stop seeing this thing correctly, that's impossible. And it only bothers you because you won't stop trying. Your problem Your problem is perspective. What is... what's the word? Zoom out. Zoom out farther. There's a war out there. Yeah, we all heard about wars in history class. Once upon a time, an army was fighting a war. Few of them had any idea why they were fighting. All forces bigger than they were. They said it was a war to end all wars. They were wrong. But I don't care about that. I care about the ants. Sorry. Right. Where was I? Right. World War I. I think about World War I like I think about rats on ships. I think about when the soldiers saw the mustard gas for the first time, how they didn't even know what to do. The world had changed underneath them, and they were going to die horribly, and they couldn't do anything to stop it. I can't imagine what the soldiers, even the civilians, what they must have felt when they saw that first tank roll through. The first tank in the world can you imagine? But I'm telling you, we're not the soldiers. We're not driving tanks. We're not even the civilians watching as their homes burn. We're the rats. The rats and mice whose nest the tanks crushed on the way to the battlefield somewhere else. We're the rabbits whose burrows were accidentally filled with mustard gas. We're the bugs the soldiers crushed under their feet on their way back to the trenches. The rats, the mice, the rabbits, the bugs, They may all believe the soldiers and tanks were all about them. That they all existed to destroy them. They're all stupid. Just like we are. Just like you are. (laughs) Fuck it. I'll just say it. Give away my big fucking secret. Fine. You got me. Not like you didn't know all along. Don't play coy, you miserable shit. Please, let's just put all our cards on the table. Yes. I know about the worm. I know about Project Palisade. I know everything. See, what I'm really talking about is the worm. The worm. Do you still say it in all caps? I bet you do. I know what you think the worm is. I know because I used to think it. That it's some kind of god, some kind of ultimate destroyer. Well, it's not. It's more like one of those drone strikes the US government was always doing when I last checked out of this reality. The one that always missed and hit some poor random civilian. The worm wasn't ever aimed at us. The gods above gods above gods fired it at something actually important and missed. Honestly, from what I've learned out there, the worm isn't even on the level of a missile. No, it's basically a rock. A rock thrown into war using bullets and tanks and nukes, and it just so happened to ricochet in our general direction. And because we're human, which makes us shitty, because of being foundation, which makes us even shittier, we devised a way to keep the rock bouncing mindlessly around us, maybe forever. Ramping up the damage exponentially, sure, but at least we survive a little longer, just a little longer. Everything you've done, your entire project, all to bounce a rock around, because we aren't even on the same level where we could just step out of the way. So I left. Can you blame me? Goodbye to Palisade. Goodbye to humanity. Someone like me can survive out there a long time. Away from the firelight, out in the dark. So I thought. You're not still pretending to be confused. Oh. Oh, fuck. You're not the original at all, are you? This thing you're calling 3591, it crashed across many worlds. So, I didn't... I didn't come out where I thought I did, did I? You weren't pretending after all. This whole time. You're just another offshoot. After the exchange above, subject ceased talking and was unresponsive to any attempts at communication for 13 days. Afterwards, subject has refused to discuss any subject related to SCP-3591 or the above topics. No references to Project Palisade have been located in any current Foundation archives. Thank you for listening to SCP-3591, The Fallen Giant, by The Deadly Moose. If you enjoyed this SCP, please like and subscribe, and follow a link in the description to the SCP Wiki, and voted up to support it and the SCP Wiki as a whole. Also, as you may have noticed, it uh, sounds a little bit different. I got a new microphone for Christmas, and I'm putting it into use. Please leave a comment below. Let me know anything about it that you may not like that you do like. I'd like to hear from the audience.